Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for March 23rd, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. I've been teaching this series all year, and this is part fifth. Actually, it's part 51, part 51 of the overall series. And as I'm looking at a passage, we've been looking at a passage where Jesus fed 4,000 with seven loaves of bread. And I've been really focusing in on what happened after the miracle and, and our requirement to live by what we can see in the spirit, this spiritual perception. Say this out loud. Say, say I have spiritual perception. Say, I am able to see in the spirit. So we've been gleaning a lot of things from this. We've been dealing with your, your conscious beliefs, but also your subconscious beliefs, dealing with the renewing of your conscious mind, but also your subconscious mind. We're going to flow in that vein again today. The title of today's message is Seeing What God Sees. Say this out loud. Put it in the chat. I can see what God sees about me. And say, it. say I believe what God believes about me. Our life should be all about him, but we have to see what God sees and believe what God believes. Let's get ready for the word. All right, so listen, I'm telling you, your life will change forever the day you start to believe what God believes about you. It's not about you, it's all about him. God's story, God's plan for your life has already been mapped out. And once you discover what that is, your, God, your job is to find it, follow it, and finish it. Say that, put in the chat, I will find it, follow it, and finish it. Or you could say, I will discover it, I will develop in it, I will deploy into it. What, it, what is it? It's all about God and the plans that he made for me from the foundations of the world. So I see myself the way that God sees me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will be who God called me to be. Oh, glory to God. I am fully persuaded. I am convinced it's not about me. It's all about him. God has convinced me. I'm not trying to convince God. God has convinced me. I'm not I'm not trying to persuade God. Put in the chat, God has persuaded me. I'm fully persuaded that I am who God says I am. Say amen to that. All right. Psalms 126 and 4 is a scripture we've been looking at all year from my church. We're going to meditate on this thing. I'm going to share it with you as often as the Lord tells me to share it with you. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. We want to be restored to the former glory. Whatever you lost, I know that 2022 was a difficult season for many. Going all the way back to the beginning of the pandemic, people have had some significant challenges in life with their finances, with their children, with their physical bodies, all of that. And, and especially when we close down churches, it's like people lost something because they, they, they got, they were disconnected from that, that divine covenant. Something special happens when you are in, in the presence of God with other believers. Yes. Can you worship God at home? Yes. But when you are in the presence of God with other believers and the power of God is moving, you just, there, there's, there's something special about that type of environment, a place not just of God's visitation, but having a place of God's habitation. It's important. And so people lost some of that along the way. But guess what? In this season, you're going to get it back. Say, I'm going to get it back. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Say, no dry season, no dry areas for me. All right. 
So let's get into it now. We've been looking at this miracle, <laughs> the feeding of the 4,000. You're like, Rick, are you still talking about this? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, but you know, that's how God deals with me. Don't get mad at me. Like, yeah, there's so much revelation in this stuff. So anyway, he fed the 4,000. Jesus did with seven loaves of bread. And uh, when they were full, everybody ate till they were full. When it was all over, there were seven baskets of food left over. Then he has a run-in with the, with the Pharisees. The Pharisees wants him to perform a miracle on demand to prove to them that he was the Messiah. He was like, I have nothing to prove to you guys. And so they go and get into the boat. They take off. As they take off, they realize what the disciples are like, oh, snap, what are we going to do? There's 13 grown men on this boat, and we only have one loaf of bread. And Jesus is like, I can't believe that you guys are still talking about bread. I mean, like, do you have eyes and can't see? Do you have ears and can't hear? Remember what I did before when we fed the 5,000 with two fish and five loaves, how many baskets of food did we have left over? They said 12. He said, well, just now, a few minutes ago, we just fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread. How many baskets of food were left over? They said seven. So he says, if you can remember that, how is it that you still do not understand? He was like, he was so frustrated because Jesus was seeing in the spirit and they were not. Jesus was. Jesus had spiritual perception, and they did not. And so, so this is why I'm asking you. Say it in the chat. Say I have spiritual perception. You have to have a certain level of spiritual perception to be able to walk with God. If you can't see in the spirit, if you can't hear God's voice, if all you have is the Bible, let me be clear about this. If all you have is the 66 books of the Bible, and you're just going to live your life off of what you can read, which what God said, which is past tense. What's in the Bible is what God said. And you can't, what the Holy Spirit is saying is what God is saying. So when you read what God said, you need to hear what God is saying. If you can't hear what God is saying and all you have is what God said, will you live a good life? Yes, you will live a good life. Will you live a moral life? Yes, you will live a moral and upright and upstanding life. You will live a good life. You will be a good person. You will do good things when you live your life based on the word of God, the written word, what God said, say past tense, got it. But you would never maximize your purpose and potential. You will never become the man or the woman that God called you to be because what God called you to be is not in the Bible. What God, the, the specific tailor-made inferences that God will give you through the Holy Spirit is not in the Bible. There are things that God ha that God gives you insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding that comes from the Holy Spirit that's not in the Bible. Jesus lived his life by the Holy Spirit. Now, did he meditate and meditate on the word? Of course, but he lived his life from the inside out. So it wasn't a Bible thing. It was a spirit thing. Abraham believed God for 25 years. He didn't have the Bible, right? Uh, Joseph believed the dream and it came to pass. He didn't have the Bible. David walked with God and God walked with him he didn't have the Bible. So it's not that. It's that there's this intimacy that I must have with God, that I'm walking with God and God is walking with me and I'm doing this through the Holy Spirit. I must be able to see in the Spirit. Put in the chat, say, I, I can see in the Spirit. Let me share a scripture with you that I believe lines up with what I've been talking about uh, and it's going to line up perfectly with today. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 15 from the Amplified. The Bible says, that which is has already been. This is Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 15, amplified. That which is has already been. Look around. Everything that you see has already been, okay? If that's not enough to wrap your mind around, keep reading. 
The Bible says that which will be has already been. So everything I can see has already been. The things I can't see that haven't happened yet has already been. God seeks that which has passed by so that history can repeat itself. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you about seeing what God sees, about believing what God believes, about being able to see in the spirit, having spiritual perception. Three things. Number one, here we go. To walk with God effectively, you must understand that there's an unseen realm that is very real to God. Now, I'm going to try not, you know me, I get excited. I'm going to try not to get too excited. I'm going to try not to preach this morning. I really need to teach you this because this is critical. You need to be able to see what God sees. So there's this unseen realm that is very real to God and it needs to become very real to you. So say this out loud. Say, I can see the unseen. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18, we need to spend time looking at things that we cannot see with these natural eyes. I need to see the unseen in order to walk with God, right? So Ecclesiastes 3 and 15, what I just read to you, that which is has already been, that which will be has already been. God seeks that which has passed by so that history can repeat itself. Let me explain it. Let me break it down briefly. I've taught on this before. Solomon teaches us that everything that is has already been. So everything that we can see around us has already been. And everything that will be, like that's the that's the thing that's crazy. Not only is everything that we can see right now already been, but everything that is ever going to happen in your life has already been. Everything that will be has already been. God has already seen it. So what is happening? The text says, God seeks that which has passed by so that history can repeat itself. In other words, God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And he's already seen it. David said, you mapped out my life like an open book in your heart. You mapped out my entire life before I ever took one breath. So God mapped out your life from the foundations of the world. God has plans for you. And God has already seen what he wants to happen in your life. So when he comes to you today, he's looking for what he saw. He's looking for history or his story to repeat itself in your life. So it's like God has mapped out your entire life, rewound the tape, and the day you were born, he pressed play. And so now when he comes to you, he's looking for history or his story to repeat itself in your life. He's looking for what he planned. He's looking for what he saw. When he doesn't see what he saw, he'll ask the question like he asked Adam. Adam, where are you? It wasn't like Adam. He didn't know where Adam was. Of course he knew where Adam was. He was like, Adam, you're not lining up with the plan. Come on. The Holy Ghost will will convict you of your righteousness. The Holy Spirit will be like, hey, Rick, where are you? Why are you outside of the plan? I'm looking for what I plan. I'm looking for what I hear. I am. I'm, I'm getting excited. I need to calm down. Yeah, I'm looking for what I saw. I'm looking for what I already destined for you to have from the foundations of the world. Hey, son. Hey, daughter. What are you doing? Get back over here. I need you to get back over here because I'm looking for my story, his story, to repeat itself in your life. I'm looking for what I already planned from the foundations of the world. The, the problem is that if you can't see it, you may never be it. If you can't see what God sees, if you can't see what God saw, if you can't see what God reveals, then you may never 
become what God reveals. And so, so listen, if you can't see in the spirit, you don't even know what to pray. You don't even know what to say. You don't even know what to do. You don't even know what to believe God for. You are running the risk of missing out on God's best. Now, if you just live your life by the Bible, will you live a good life? Check. Will you have a good marriage? Check. You know, I'm, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you are not a mistake. You have a tailor-made, specific, divine purpose. And you, God sent you, he deployed you to this planet for such a time as this. There are specific things that you are destined to do that I'm not destined to do. There are specific things that I'm destined to do that you're not destined to do. And I need to know what those things are. You need to know what those things are. How does that happen? in the spirit. You got to be able to see what God sees. Say amen to that. All right, number two, you must look at your life from God's perspective. And God's perspective is an eternal point of view. Put it in the chat. Say God's perspective is an eternal point of view. Now, this is why you got to look at things from God's perspective. When you have an eternal point of view, you don't freak out over things that just happen. When you have an eternal point of view, like, okay, let, I'll just use, this is not in my notes, but I'll just use this as a natural example. Let's say one of our children come to us, especially little kids. You have a young child comes to you. Something happened with the young child. My toy broke or whatever. The young child is crying uncontrollably, like their life is over, right? Like, I'd be like, oh, this is the end of the world, you know? And, and you're like, what are you talking about? And so their perspective is limited to the current moment, the moment in time, what they're dealing with in the moment. But God has a long view. God has a long perspective. It, it, the Apostle John, what I love about the Apostle John is when in his letters, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, he wrote that in his 90s. So when you, have, when you read 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, you're getting insight from somebody that had meditated on the love and the goodness of God for decades. When the apostle John started with Jesus, he was a, he was a young kid. And now in his 90s, he writes something like this. He says, when your heart condemns you, this is not in my notes, I'm just sharing it with you. When your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart, for he knows all things. The apostle John, grandpa John says, you know what? I know young people out there, you feel like when you do something wrong, it's the end of the world. You feel like when you 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 messed up, your life is over. Oh my God. Like I'm, and the devil says you derailed yourself from your destiny. Like, like you, you've disqualified yourself. Like now you messed up. You will never be able to be the man that God called you to be. You will never be able to be the woman that God called you to be. When my heart condemns you, Grandpa John said, calm down. God is greater than your heart. For he knows all things. He knows, he already knows all the plans. He already knew all the mistakes you were gonna make. He's not freaking out over that. He he's looking at things from a, a long view. He's looking at things from an eternal point of view. So the disciples were like, oh, we had no bread. And Jesus, like, what is what is wrong with y'all? I mean, like, what is wrong? I mean, didn't you remember? Like, what I'm just like, Jesus is looking at things from a different point of view. When you look at things from an eternal point of view, 
you don't freak out over the things in the moment. You, you know that God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. You know that you are not a mistake. Say, I'm not a mistake. You know that you're here for a reason. You know that that reason is God's plan. And you know that you're going to experience success because you're going to submit to God's plans and purposes that he made for you from the foundations of the world. So success for you and I as a believer cannot be measured in houses, money, cars, fame, titles. I told you all that before. Success for us is measured in purpose. So the reason why Jesus was successful during his time on the earth was because he was just focused on whatever the father wanted to do. Let me give you some scriptures on this. John, I'm going to read these scriptures. Get this down in your heart. John 5 and 19. Put in the chat. Just put in the chat so you can look at it later. John 5 and 19. This is what the Bible says. Jesus said, I speak to you eternal truth. I'm not, I'm not just talking about stuff in the moment. Eternal truth. The son is unable to do anything by himself or through his own initiative. He said, I'm not here to do anything by myself. I'm not here to live my life on my own initiative. No, I only do the work that I see the father doing. And, and as the father reveals it, the son gets in on it. John 5 and 30, put that in the chat, John 5 and 30. Nothing I do is from my own initiative. As I hear judgment from the father, then I execute those judgments. And my judgments or my decisions are perfect decisions. You know why? Because I'm not the one deciding. And so all I'm doing is I'm opening my mouth and God, the father is giving me the decisions and I'm deciding what he decided. I'm saying what he said. I'm doing what he already did. I'm seeing in the spirit and I'm only executing what's already done. Come on. So now I get to live a perfect life because I am fully submitted to his submission. I am sub to the mission. And so I'm just doing what he tells me to do. John 6 and 38. Put John 6 and 38 in, in, in the chat. He says, I did not come down from heaven. Hey guys, I left heaven to come down to y'all and I didn't leave heaven to come down here to do what I want. No. I left heaven to come down here to do what he wants. And so I am not on this planet to do whatever I want. I'm on this planet to do whatever he wants. Put in the chat, John 14 and 10, John 14 and 10. He says, don't you believe me that the father lives in me and I am living in the father? Listen, I am, I'm in the father. The father's in me. I'm living in him. He's living in me. He says, even the words that I speak they're not my words. <laughs> it's the Father that's living in me. Even the works that I perform, no, they're not my works. He says the Father lives in me and he's performing the miracles through me. When you see a miracle, it's the Father that did the miracle and he did it through me. So it's not about me. It's all about him. But you can't live that way if you can't see what God sees. You can't live that way if you can't believe what God believes. The reason why Jesus and his disciples often had a disconnect is because he was living in sync with the Father, and they were living as mere men. He was living from God's point of view. They were living from a human point of view. They were saying, we have no bread. He was saying, what's wrong with y'all? Oh my God. Jesus knew the Father had already stored up everything that they would ever need. Put this in the chat. Listen, say this out loud. Put it in the chat. Everything I will ever need is already prepared for me. Like, I don't need to freak out. Like, everything I will ever need to be the man, the woman that God has called me to be 
is already stored up. Everything that I need for my divine, everything that will be has already been. I don't need to freak out. Listen, every, I, the grace of God is on me to do whatever God has called me to do. And so I, I, I know Jesus was upset with his team because they were looking at the bread situation from a human point of view. And he was like, what is wrong with y'all? He was looking at things from a spiritual point of view. They were looking at things as mere humans. And he was like, hold on, wait a minute. Didn't you guys participate in feeding the 5,000 with two fish and five loaves? Yes, sir, we did. Weren't you there when the, the fish was multiplying in your hands? Yes, sir, we were there. <laughs> Weren't you there that after everybody ate those 12 baskets of food left over? Yes, sir. A few minutes ago, didn't we just feed 4,000? Yes, sir. How many baskets of food? Seven baskets left over. You were there. You had superhuman experiences but you're still looking at this situation from strictly a human point of view? What is wrong with y'all? I mean, the, the whole point of their experiences is so that their mindset could be changed. Jesus was giving them all of these experiences so that their subconscious and their conscious minds will be renewed. I'm preaching and teaching to you the miracles of Jesus over and over and over again. Why? Because God wants your subconscious mind and your conscious mind to be changed. To, 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 to look at things from God's perspective. So when you live by faith, you're not living by sight. When you live by faith, you're, you're peering into the unseen and the unseen is more real to you than the seen. Put this in the chat. The unseen is more real to me than the seen. So for you to walk and live by faith, you have to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Let me give you uh, uh, some clarity on this. When you are walking and living by faith, when you are led by the Holy Spirit, you can see, okay, let me, let me give you, let me say it this way. You can peer into heaven from the earth. So God allows you to get glimpses of heaven from the earth. Why? So that you can experience heaven on earth. God allows you to peer into eternity. Why? Because everything that will be has already been. So everything that God wants for your life is already mapped out. So God will allow you through the Holy Spirit to peer into eternity. God will give you glimpses. He will give you dreams while you're sleeping, open visions while you're awake. And so God will give you glimpses of eternity from time so that you can come back and live in time based on what you saw from eternity. And so Jesus was not moved by them having one loaf of bread because he was living off of a different reality. And so when you're, when you're living, here's my question. Will you live like Jesus in the text, that he was not freaking out because he was living off of a different reality? Or will you live like the disciples in the text and they were just looking at life from strictly a human point of view? Number three, last point for today. To experience, I'm trying to teach. I'm trying not to get too excited. Uh, to experience God's best, you must learn to look at every situation from heaven's point of view, which is an eternal point of view. Say, say this, say this out loud, put it in the chat. I look at every situation from heaven's point of view. The, the series on the miracles that I'm teaching you right now, all year long, is designed to get you to believe in a God who can do anything. The, the point of this series is not just for your conscious mind to be changed, but is for your subconscious programming to be changed. I want your internal settings to be changed. I want your default settings. Say this, say my default setting is heaven. 
when your default setting is heaven, when your default setting is eternal, when, when you have a default setting, when your internal mindset, your subconscious mind is renewed, then, then this is what happens. This is the mindset you live with. Okay, you ready? Let me describe this mindset. Your mindset should be, I am never moved by the size of my challenge because I know the size of my God. This is the mindset. You should say, I believe in a God who can do all things. And this God who could do all things, he lives inside of me. So deep down on the inside, this is your mindset. Your mindset is, I am empowered to do whatever I need to do. I am empowered to face whatever I need to face. If there's something uh, for me to run my business that I don't know how to do, I'm empowered to do it. God will show me. God will give me insight. If there's something at, at my job and they're asking me to do something I don't know how to do, I'm empowered to do it. Why? Because God has called me to do it. My internal setting is I can do all things. There's nothing I can't do. Why? Because God is on me, in me, with me, and for me. My internal setting is I am never helpless Therefore, I am never hopeless. A God will never leave me, forsake me, nor turn his back on me. So this is internal setting is when, when somebody asks me to do something at work or with my business or with my children or in my marriage, and, and, and it's a big thing, I'm never overwhelmed. Why? Because my internal setting is God is on me and in me and with me. And how can I be overwhelmed? There's nothing God can't do. This is the mindset that we're supposed to live with. This is how you this is why your subconscious mind has to be changed so that you can look at everything from God's point of view. When you look at things from God's point of view, what is that point of view? You say, okay, my success has already been mapped out. Okay, God's plans for my life are already set. Okay, everything I will ever need has already been stored up. Okay, listen, I, I, I'm looking at the situation and I, my immediate, my initial thought as soon as it comes up is, I have the grace for it. Now, there was a time in my life where maybe I would be freaking out, but I'm not freaking out anymore. You know why? Because I know that I have the grace for it. And so now I'm always at peace. I'm always resting in God's finished work. I have perfect knowledge in every situation. I'm not concerned about the outcome because I know the person that controls the outcome. Come on now. I'm not concerned about my future because my God has already been to my future. And so he's showing me things. Come on now. I'm believing that everything is going to work out for my good. Put this in the chat. Say everything will work out for my good. And why do I believe that? Because I'm looking at my life from an eternal point of view, from God's point of view. So let me close out uh, today's message with a reminder that we're called and commanded to walk and live by faith and not by sight. Remember, I told you before, the opposite of faith is not sight. I mean, it's not doubt. It is natural sight. So mere humans, like the disciples were in the text, if say this, I'm not a mere human. Put that in the chat. I am not a mere human. But if you live your life as a mere human, you're always going to be looking for things that you can validate with your senses. But God is not sensual. God is spiritual. And so you can't live by what, what you can see, touch, taste, and smell. You got to be live by, what, live by what you can see in the spirit. Born again believers are supposed to see in the spirit. Even when what you're seeing in the spirit is contrary to the input that you're getting from this natural world, you're not moved by it. Even if the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm healed, and I have a doctor's report that says something else, I got to place what the Holy Spirit is saying above what the doctor's report is saying. I know it's not easy, but for you to walk and live by faith, you got to believe what God believes about you. You got to believe what God is saying to you on the inside. So you have two examples in the text as I close. You have 12 men who were looking at the situation from a human point of view. Oh, what are we going to do? We have no food. You have one man, Jesus, who was looking at it from God's point of view. 
you have a choice. You can live your life, even after you're born again, as a mere man, or you can live your life in the spirit. Which one will you choose? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. You help me to develop the ability to see in the spirit. You made plans for me before the world began. And by your spirit, you open my spiritual eyes so that I can see. I find, follow, and finish your purpose for my life before I die. I am born from above. I'm no longer a mere man. I'm able to peer into heaven from the earth so that your will can be done on earth as it is in heaven through me. I'm able to peer into eternity from time. I see in the spirit and I declare that the more I die to me, the more I'm able to see. And living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You sign up, you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, let me just say something. I feel led to say this. I don't normally talk about this, but on Patreon, we have this coaching platform where I'm providing people more insight, you know, things that I don't normally post on social media. I've actually been talking about this subconscious mind a lot on the Patreon. And so if you're not, if you want access to content that I don't share with everybody, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena and check that out. So listen, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you and then share the message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Let me know if you're enjoying this series on the miracles. This is, this is important stuff. God wants you to see in the spirit so that you can believe what he believes about you. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. 